You're listening to Nick's Snacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Snacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's perspective, offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. Hello, you're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's voice. Or is it voices? Because there's many voices that make up the shows on KFKA. Northern Colorado's voice is the tagline, though. Mike has just given me the look behind the glass here in the Allo Communications studios in downtown Greeley. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Nick Kenny, here with Taylor Myers from Taylor Made Legal Services, who's just going to sit here and probably talk for a little while at some point. Sure, maybe. Is, is it my voice or voices? That's uh, the thought, thought-provoking part. Which voices are we going to be experiencing today? Hopefully none in our head. Oh, well, when they get let loose, it's just kind of kind <laughs> of insane. We're going to have a Beatles kick today just because I'm still riding high off of a very impromptu trip to Las Vegas um, and went to go see the Beatles Cirque du Soleil love show. How was it? I've heard such great things. Yeah, you were just sassing me when I asked Micah to have a Beatles bumper play like, oh, really? Because really? I don't like their music, but I hear that show is wonderful. That show was absolutely incredible. I've never been to a Cirque du Soleil show, uh, so that was my first. Um, I was a little hesitant. I like the Beatles. Although, you know what? I like the Beatles revolutionized, um, I mean, just the music industry during their time. But uh, I don't ca- much care for, like, their interpretation of the music. I like a lot of the adaptations of their music sometimes more than than their recordings. I could be a heretic for saying that. Now it's recorded and going to be alive on the Internet for the rest of my days. But it was one of the most incredible, sensational, well-told story through the Cirque show. And uh, again, I was hesitant because it wasn't a live orchestra, but you can't have a live orchestra with a Beatles show because, well, you know. That would cost a lot of money, I'm guessing, for like, you know, Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) Oh, they have live orchestras for... Mike, I'm not hearing you coming through. Are you talking? Or are you talking to somebody else? Mike is talking to somebody else. I thought he was here talking into the studio. Oh, I was going to say, like... They they charge so much money to like cover their music anyway. You, it's kind of a rip off. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't even think they own their own music. I think uh, the the Jackson family's Michael Jackson's estate owns it. I think so too. The Beatles? Yeah, yeah he bought yeah. their entire catalog. I think. What? He's right. Uh-huh. I thought Michael was just having a conversation with himself behind the glass, and then <laughs> for well, I was, I was thinking about I was the very confused. But now, okay, now things are making sense. It was sensational, though, from start to finish. It was absolutely incredible from the from the choreography to the the costuming to the stories that were being told to these little kids that are like just break dancing and stuff on on the stage, and the stage is like moving. It's like a, it was like a Squid Games type of event with the floors oh, falling wow. through and shifting and moving around. Um, pretty remarkable. It wasn't really much of the ooh and ah, like the, the gasping moments you'll get with the Cirque show of people doing some wickedly crazy acrobatics. There's still a lot of those, but it was more of like, a, I don't know, just a, an incredible dance routine with um, acrobatics. No, what do they call the, the people that like hang off of um, silk and fabric? 
Yeah, um, I know. Weirdos. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the they're The strongest called, yeah. people on the planet is right. what they are. Right, they Gosh. are. Um, speaking of kids breakdancing, the last time I saw you, you were hosting Dancing with the Stars. Those little girls with, well, Dancing with the Stars could dance. Like, did you see them dancing? Oh, absolutely. That was insane. They were like six or eight years old and doing this uh, dance routine, which was intense, insane. I could have never, still can't. I could not move like that. You know, I might have a trophy that has a a, a dance award uh, next to the name, but I could not do anything like that. In fact, it was more of a pity, like, wow, look at that guy try to dance up there. But this year was so much more entertaining because I got to host and didn't have the stress. I mean, I was stressed regardless because I was was the MC. Um, At least I wasn't dancing this year. Yeah, but you did a great job hosting, and it was fun. I'm glad I got a last-minute invitation, and most important thing, raised money for Boys and Girls Club, and it was just so much fun. It was insane. They raised they raised eighty sorry eighty five thousand dollars to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Weld County that night. Uh, Doctor Deirdre Pilch, the superintendent of Greeley's uh, District Six, Greeley Evans District Six, um, ended up raising almost eighteen thousand uh, dollars. Leah Bornstein. Uh, no, not Leah Bornstein. Uh, Leah Faulkner from Leah Live. She's another radio host, podcaster. Yeah. Um, she had an incredible uh, dance routine. She did very well. All of them did like very, very well. I, well, I didn't know what to expect because you had told me you'd done it before, and then our, some of our other friends did it this year, and I just didn't know what it was really going to be like. It was uh, it was awesome to be asked to to serve and and, and host and MC that event. Um, and all for a great cause too. Now, like, so I'm I'm like, wow, dang it, Travis over at the Boys and Girls Clubs have all these great ideas for fundraisers where the people raise money for them, and they don't have to do. I mean, they do a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Right. So I'm like, Nick, come up with a fundraiser for the orchestra that that you can do that puts it in other people to help raise money. You know, buy a vote for a dollar type of thing. Um, like, what's missing? I don't want to say this all in the air because all my good ideas might get zapped up by other <laughs> nonprofits. Um, but is there like, what about a Greeley's Got Talent type of night or a Greeley? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to like think about what captivated me most in Vegas and what I could bring safely to Greeley. A Greeley Cirque du Soleil. I think the word "safely" is the key there. That would be. I mean, that would be the antithesis of of a Cirque du Soleil show. You'd have people. I mean, just. <laughs> getting clobbered, falling, and stumbling. I would um, love to see that. I mean, it'd be like a bloopers reel yeah. for like a practice session. I think for you a have to take show. out some like a lot of insurance for yeah. that evening. We're not going to be able to do that. So there's just going to be something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll maybe see you can happens. ship in Penn and Teller. I don't know. Uh, I'd love to have a conversation with them. I. So we're going to, yeah, we'll bring in that just for Micah to have a conversation. Okay, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> what about like a, a reality TV show or a camera crew or just people follow Micah around for a day? Um, yeah, they, they'd find out how boring I am. I was going to say, people may pay to get that off the air. What about Micah? Oh, there we go. Micah in unusual situations. You know, let's just drop, like, you know, I'm thinking of The Sims. Micah or in the middle of a like crowd. Roller, exactly, yeah. like Roller Coaster Micah outside. Tycoon or Zoo Tycoon, you know, those games where you could just, like, pick up an individual person and drop yeah. them in awkward places. Like, I want to see just Micah just plops right in the middle of a par five golf course. It would have been good to see him, like, in the middle of the stampede on one of those rides, like, plop him in the middle of the carnival. Oh, gosh. Micah at a carnival. It's like that. What is it? What was that trend when we were kids? Maybe it was even before we were kids. But what, Flat Stanley, 
Was that uh, a thing? Yeah, yeah but that was before my time a little bit. I think mine too. I never had a flat Stanley, but wasn't it just I, like this? I don't e- I've never heard of that. What is it? Flat Stanley? It's this little uh, uh, like a- popsicle stick man mm-hmm. who you just take around and have on vacation. You just get pictures and stuff yeah. with him. Kind of like Elf on a Shelf, but all year long. Yes. Okay. Elf on a Shelf. Now, there's a scam if I haven't heard any. Seriously. Do you guys know what pogs are? Pogs? They're called porgs, and they were the most annoying creatures in Star Wars, and I thought the Ewoks were bad. Yeah, I didn't think you guys would know what pogs are either. What are pogs? They're, they're these little, like, <laughs> cardboard things, and you, like, you flip them upside down and slam something on top of them, and if they flip right side up, you get to keep them. It was a really stupid game that was popular for, like, two months. Um, I don't know if it was all across the country, but, like, in my <laughs> neighborhood, it was really popular for two months, and then suddenly it died out. Okay. Huh. This is so random, but that's what I'm here for. Did you, for a while, like, that reminds me, it was like, did you find this, if you found the, what was it, on your Tootsie Pop, you could go turn it in for... Oh, uh, well, yeah, it the, I remember um, that. The Native American head or yeah. something like that? it was very, probably, politically incorrect, looking back, but... Well, <laughs> I remember there was a star. Yeah, I think it was a star. Oh, I thought it was a Native American <laughs> tribal logo. But I also grew up, in uh, my high school, the mascot was the Redskins. Um, so if I ever run for office, I know that's going to plague me because I was asked once to be Chief Mac. And Chief Mac was the mascot of our high school. And I did it once for a basketball game. And looking back, well, it was a different time back then. Yeah. How dare you make a mistake when you were a kid? How exactly. dare you? Exactly. I'm never going to vote for you for that particular reason. Well, was, that's how politics works these days. <laughs> I was a cheerleader for the, the Eaton Reds for one football game before I quit. See? So. You saw How like dare them. you? You had school spirit at Eaton High School. I know. And it wasn't even that great of school spirit. I saw my friends having fun on the sidelines and said, I would rather be doing that. You had <laughs> friends? I know. It's mm, more like just humans on the side. All right. Let's leave the attacking to no, I was. This I was, isn't what Next Snacks no, is all no, about. I was nope. going to say. Micah, I was going to say. Gonna cut you off. I was going to say, what's it like to have oh, friends? Oh, that's you just, sad. Now you feel bad. Me? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah. There you go, Nick. Micah, you've got your pogs. We are. We heard about your pogs. I think I threw the, I think they're in a landfill in Southern California somewhere. Well, it's probably where more of them belong. Maybe not necessarily landfill. Sounds interesting. And that's where the bottle challenge now comes from, I'm sure, of instead of dropping something on a, on a, on a pog, you just kind of flip, flip the water bottle. I don't know. I don't really understand. I've tried it once, and it worked. And I'm like, okay, that was easier than I thought. Because you're talented at random things. Yeah, it's really great on a resume, but people just scratch their heads. <laughs> what, what's, what's this? I can do a bottle flip in one try. Oh, what if, if we like? What if you had like a a thing for the yeah that talent show like? But things like that obscure, like, obscure talent. Talents. I mean, I think that's what people want to showcase. But how do you go into a room and say, "Hey, I can swallow a sword"? Do you want to see that? I mean, I'd say yes. If somebody walked into well, not my office, that'd be and really I'd pat unusual. them on the back. Um, right as they're swallowing that sword, you, just to see what happens. Micah, I just got to... Can we cut your mic? Can we go back to the start of the show where your mic was cut? <laughs> we're going to have all these ideas, and that's going to happen for a fundraiser, and people are going to say, Micah did that, so they're responsible. Exactly. I am not legally responsible for anything Micah does. I would just like that to be known. Uh, well, we got representation here with Micah, just in case. Uh, I don't think I want to say just in case. For when you might need Taylor's legal services. Before we were on air, Micah said he does not want me as his attorney, so 
so I am. We will not t- discuss why. Okay. All right. We will we'll figure that out later. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back after this break. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Welcome back to Nick's Next, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, brought to you by 477 Distilling, located in downtown Greeley. We've got, uh, well, they just released their maple barrel. It's absolutely delicious. I talked about it last week during their show, uh, well, during Nick's Snacks. Oh, and if you've missed a Nick's Snacks or two or three, you can go back to 1310kfka.com or find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, give us a like, give us a follow, and uh, just appreciate you, you tuning in. Um, I want to go back to Vegas. Well, I want to go back to Vegas. I Is actually, that your first time? No, it was my second. Um, but the first time, oh gosh, that was a, that was a story and a half. <laughs> I was in grad school with uh, my buddy Taylor, and he was turning 21. Well, at the time, everyone in the graduate, well, not uh, in the trumpet studio, I was like, yes, anyone who's 21, we're going to go to Vegas and help Taylor celebrate his 21st birthday. Well, by the time the event actually came around, which was almost 10 years to the day when I went out, you know, just a few weeks ago or a week ago, um, everyone had bailed. So it was just me and Taylor. It's like, well, we can't afford this on our own. So then Taylor's dad had to come. And boy, that just led for some really interesting stories for for a couple of college kids uh, in Vegas for the first time. But, you know, I got lost so many times there because those casinos are so massive and there's not much signage. And really, I'm just enamored by everything going on. Um, But just loved chatting and connecting with people, the most interesting people under the planet um, or under the sun, not under the planet. They're not (laughs) <laughs> mole people. But we were there the night that it had the torrential downpour. So Fremont Street was just flooded um, they had a sh- um, to close everything down. We went there the next night and we're getting other notifications of flash flood warnings. Um, but that first night, I was with a, a high school friend of mine. Uh, Matt McComb, he's a music teacher out in, in Clark County in Las Vegas, and uh, I hadn't seen him in 10 years, maybe, at least 10 years. So uh, we made a plan to go hang out, and he's also a bourbon collector. Um, and I didn't really know this about him much. You know, we don't stay terribly in touch, but have been, you know, texting back and forth the last couple of months. He's like, yeah, I'd love to have you come out. His mom moved out there, and we used to call her Miss Noogie Burger back, from, uh, back in the day. She was one of the cool moms, you know, back in high school, always let us get away with stuff at her house. And we, I was asking it about her. Asking her about it during the trip. Mike, so why, Jill? Why did you let us do the things that we did, especially at your house? And she's like, because at least I knew what you were doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, just uh, we, we all turned out okay. Anyway, so I go to Matt's house. And his brother Ian comes over, and it's good to connect with Ian. The last time I had, you know, seen, him, I think I was bullying him a little bit or something like that. And he was, uh, he was just like my little brother's age. We all kind of, kind of picked on him quite a bit. Matt picked on Ian. I picked on Ian. We all picked on my little brother. Boy, a lot of it's coming out on this radio show today. Um, but anyway, I get to see his liquor cabinet, and holy cow! I, I am not lying when I'm going to say that I had probably ten thousand dollars worth of bourbon that day. Not necessarily in quantity of what I ingested in my body, but the bottles that was lined up, um, you know, can go secondhand for about ten dollars to $15,000 at all we had tried. Um, even I sent that to Matt, owner of 477 Distilling, and it's been a while since I actually had him on the show. We should probably talk bourbon soon. Uh, but we did the entire Pappy Van Winkle line uh, from the Wellers to the, the Rip Van Winkles, um, starting with the Weller Special Reserve, a nice green label. And these are all like 
very difficult to get. And I'm like, Matt, how did you acquire these? Um, we did the Weller Antique 107, the the full proof barrel strength, the Weller aged 12 years, the old Rip Van Winkle, the Van Winkle 12 year. Um, and then the Pappy Van Winkle, the Family Reserve 15 And I mean, year. could you tell the difference like between $10,000 bourbon and like, say, $200 bourbon? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think most of it's mental, you know? Right. Um, because the one at the end, the William, oh, I can't remember what the, but the Weller um, secondhand or retail, sorry, not retail, but when you sell it on the, the secondhand market, $2,500. And it was absolutely delicious but after you know when matt's been on when you have three or four sips of bourbon your 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 taste buds are kind of jarred so we're trying to have crackers and stuff in between just so we could have a clean palate but a lot of those mash bills uh for the weller and for the pappy are the same they're just aged differently in different areas of of buffalo trace that's gonna be my happy place if i could choose anywhere to like teleport right now it would be back to the luxor so i could get back on the blackjack table where i was doing really well one day um but the second place would be would be buffalo trace and oh my gosh it was just just absolutely incredible. But when COVID hit, so because he's on he's on a list at this Total Wine. This is the biggest liquor store I've ever seen, not too far from his house. I think it's also a wine delivery service, too. But he's on this, uh, this special text chain or email chain for when these high-end bourbons come in. But uh, when, when COVID hit, um, you know, the, the, all the resorts, they're shut down. And they always have these top-end uh, bourbons and stuff that right. they're serving from the resorts. Well, they couldn't serve it, so it all went and, and was distributed to the liquor stores. So Matt went out and just gobbled so much up. He's got backups upon backups upon backups does for he have all of it these like, Does he have it insured? No, but he is going through a, a, a separation, a divorce, and um, his 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 former lady friend um, was trying to take half of his bourbon. But I would too if I was in that divorce. Gosh, like, well, I don't know if she. I she don't didn't know. get any. So, <gasps> oh, golly, wow. oh my gosh, it was it was. So you got the fruits of that. Oh, I benefited so much. He had like six or seven Eagle Rares. Sorry, I'm dropping my phone and and uh, E.H. Taylors and stuff. Um, I'm oh an my H. goodness. Taylor. Uh, Probably you, not as good. You're an H. Taylor? Uh-huh. What does an H. Taylor mean? No, aged Taylor. Oh, this is an E.H. Taylor, not an aged Taylor. But okay. you are, you're an aging Taylor. <laughs> um, but it, hopefully it's not like bourbon where you've you know, peaked after 12 years and, yeah. Debatable. Yeah, you know, looking back, those were some really good times. But also, I, I you know, I went out there and got to connect with my aunt. Um, she was out there on a girl's trip. Well, um, which I think one of her... The ladies on the trip uh, still convinces her husband that it's for a conference. I hope smart. Yeah, I'm still grimacing at the thought of your first sentence that how it like the streets were. It was like flooding because that's disgusting to me. Vegas, like the things that would come up in the street water, like in Vegas. You know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> it, it was a torrential downpour and hail, and it was insane. Because um, Vegas doesn't get that. Right. It's not like Indiana where you have, you know, um, the, the the sewage lines and everything for the runoff of the water because right. it's the Midwest, not in Vegas. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I bet there were some treasures coming up in that that rainwater. Uh, yeah, you can call them that. You can call them <laughs> treasures. Um, but what did, I just had so much such a fun time. It was a great experience. The Beatles show, I cannot recommend that enough because people recommended it to me. And I was like, well, of all the other shows, like, I'd like to go to a comedy show. Um, but a lot of things didn't really pan out because we just said – you know, really less than three days there, about 72 hours, but we it's did so much. Of time. Um, I could have gone for one more day, 
No, yes, yes. I but I was exhausted. I mean, it was Vegas. It was so much fun. Um, so many people, and and even you know we're dancing to to live music on the strip and trying to get people. But also every now and again stopping and talking to to some of the homeless people, and um, you know just hearing their stories and the, and you know what you know. Four or five hundred people walking by every five minutes in front of them, and no one acknowledges. We're like, you know, hey, what's like, what's your name? You know, and just having a conversation with them. It was really a, a pretty eye-opening experience and, and fascinating to just be a kind human to another human that has just ignored ninety-nine point nine percent of their lives now. I'm sure because, I, and I'm sure they have seen and witnessed a lot of really interesting stuff that they, you know. They don't really ever get to share. So I'm sure, and you love talking to people. I sometimes do. So <laughs> you're the best person to, you know, get those stories from people. Now, you're going to have to tell me if this is a real story or not. We we spoke to one person, Joseph Kerr, um, who is a descendant of the Kerr family that is a mason jar maker, a glass maker, okay. and f- fortunes, fortunes and fortunes. Well, he lost his way, um, ended up becoming homeless on Vegas and out of the family and everything. Um, tragic, tragic story. But also, his name was Joe Kerr. So was he telling us a joke, or is there really a Joseph Kerr? I was trying to look that up and doing some research, but uh, yeah, he, his, he had, from what he told us, a very full promised life and um, just kicked out of the family and his his front door is T-Mobile Stadium where the Golden Knights play um, but it was it was powerful to just chat and, and talk to him for 10-15 minutes I really enjoyed that heck I had to go back to Vegas again and ignore all the, the, the regular people there and just have conversations with you know the homeless you should do that here Oh, I can at Lincoln Park, just right yeah. across the street. Yeah, I know. And there's some who are so kind. There's one who goes into Ann Helens all the time, and I like chatting with him. He has a Chicago Blackhawks hat on, so you know, I want to chat with him about the Chicago Blackhawks. And I don't know, maybe one day we'll go to a game together when the yeah. Blackhawks are good. So it'll give me about 15 years. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens there. Stay tuned. We're going to hear from Taylor what's going on in her world and in law and with uh, Noco Styles um, best of. But stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back. All your life. We're only waiting for this moment to arrive. Well, shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby, now. Come on, baby. Come on and work it oh, I just want to twist and shout in the studio. Uh, the Fort Wayne Comets, where I grew up, is a minor league hockey team, and they used to play this, uh, you know, in between some of the stoppage of play. And there was this bigger guy, and boy, he'd get up and he would twist and he would shout. That's anything I remember with that. And it, they they did this for um, the Beatles show, and I always forget that this is a Beatles I do song. Too. I was just going to say I did not even realize that was the Beatles song. It just, uh, I mean, honestly, the, what I liked about that show because there's so many great, so many great songs of the Beatles. Um, I love Let It Be, but I like the slower version, you know, that came from Across the Universe. You know, that movie um, of all Beatles music. I am Sam, which is a, another phenomenal movie with Sean Penn and Dakota Fanning, where he's uh, a differently abled person who's who's well, he knocked up a girl, and Dakota Fanning was the daughter, and um, she gets taken away. Laura Dern is actually in that, and she was from Jurassic Park. So uh, it's hard to like her in that one where they take little Dakota Fanning. But uh, he's got to kind of find his way. Is autistic, has a little bit of a temper and some issues, um, kind of taking care of a girl. But every pe- every music uh, selection in that movie is also the Beatles, and they use it so well. So to see the Cirque show where it's going through 
telling a story, a narrative. It's like, oh my gosh, I forgot that was a Beatles song. Oh my gosh, that's a Beatles song. And I love how they used it in this context of them telling the story. So I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed them using that music and that style to tell a story that you can't get unless you piece that music together. And if you arrange it in any different way, you'd have a different story. It was so cool. I feel like it's what's irony that I'm on this show after you're like loving the Beatles and I'm just like, they're okay. And you get up, it's like, you're like, it was so beautiful telling the story. And I'm like, mm, they're, they're fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I follow listeners who love the Beatles. Go to the Mirage and check out Cirque du Soleil. Um, it was so good. The Beatles love. And there's some other great ones, too. But. Oh, my gosh. I'm, so I mean, I'm fun. sure in that context, I would absolutely love it. Oh, you totally right? would. And I took somebody who's not much of, uh, of, of that kind of performance, mm-hmm. and they absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. I mean, a- even going, you, I've admitted this to you a few times um, since we've become friends. I never went to orchestras or shows of that nature, and going to one of your guys' shows here, um, it was really, really wonderful and unexpected, and so... I was very pleasantly surprised. Well, we're just getting started. One thing, I don't know, I'm almost overly nice to people to a fault sometimes. And I'm saying that with my hands like I'm an Italian and I'm just trying to order some more pasta or some food, you know, um, kind of to make a point. So we're, at, we're, in, we're in Paris before we went out to dinner one night. And we're going to get a taco just for a snack and have some coffee. Oh, my gosh. It was the best coffee. I don't remember where what, what restaurant it was inside the Paris, but it was so, 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 good. For a so second, I good. thought we were talking about Paris, Paris. I was like, where did – okay, oh, okay. Yeah. It was a whirlwind of a trip. I was all over the place. <laughs> um, so, anyway, we're in there, and uh, the, this this – not the server, but whoever helps servers. I used to be in the restaurant industry, and I can't remember. Like, the back help, the back – the back – whatever. Who's the, the runner, yeah. So, she comes out. It's only like 4 o'clock. And she drops off the sauce for the tacos, and she puts it down on the table. Well, it falls out of her hand, spills, and then falls on the floor. And she was humiliated. She was embarrassed. And I was like, well, what's your name? She's like, Rose. I'm like, Rose, like, this is the worst thing that's going to happen to you on your shift, and it couldn't have happened to a better table because it is okay. We don't care, and let me help you clean it up. And I was like, why not? You know, she was just so flustered, so, like, you don't like being in that moment when you're stressed, when you're busy, when you're getting ready for the dinner rush, when you're – who knows what happened during your day. So we're just chatting, and I'm like, oh, okay, having a good conversation. And then she comes back and says, hey, I want to thank you for, for saying that. That completely changed the outlook of my day, and I appreciate you being so kind. And I'm like, wow, people in this city are mean. They are just rude. They, I, I think they just maybe probably feel like they're on vacation and so they can do whatever they want. Maybe, you know, that like entitlement of like, I'm paying to be here, so everything has to be perfect. But why? I mean, isn't it so much more fun to be kind? And I mean, that's my philosophy on life. And, you know, it's gotten me pretty well. Mike is shaking his head and Taylor's like, Ooh, I don't know, I guess if I have to. No, I think I am very generally nice to a lot of people, but I think it's easy, especially for me, like... If I'm stressed, say, for example, especially traveling, some say something happens to my bags or something like that, where you are traveling, I think people just get caught up in those moments. And so in Vegas, almost I would assume everyone's traveling has that stress. So I think it's easy to probably get work, you know, caught up in that moment of I'm paying for this and it, just easy to be stressed. It, it was 
It was, yeah, I can see that. I, I was so go with the flow, which is not my personality. I like things planned. <laughs> my calendar is, you know, dialed into a T for my work I'm aware. week. Um, so, like, to go on a vacation, first of all, impromptu with somebody I don't know very well, um, but going to see and connect with my aunt, having a one on one lunch in the afternoon. I just love my Aunt Kathy so much. It was so much fun to just, that's why I love my family, but it's overwhelming sometimes to go home. So, that one on one was. Awesome. Had a delicious uh, pasta at, this, uh, at Italy. Mm, it was so good. They have good. such good food in Vegas. It's, I frequented a lot, of, stupid a lot of good restaurants in my 20s in Vegas. Well, <laughs> I encourage you to like go away from the strip and find some connections of the hole-in-the-wall places. We went mm-hmm. to uh, Mr. Mama's for brunch one day for breakfast. It was so good. It's mm-hmm. just like that nice family diner that you just can't get enough of their good food. Oh, it was, it was sensational. <laughs> uh, I feel like you've probably given a lot of plugs to free plugs to Vegas places have no idea. I know. You should be like, hey, this guy named Nick on Nick's Knacks is just promoting the heck out of these places. (laughs) There was Big B's Barbecue. You know what? I got a po' boy. Um, And you know, Penn and Teller have a great show. I... Michael, you're bringing that up again, just out of the blue. I don't even know who Penn and Teller are. I think he wants them to to hear and give Micah free. Ah, yes, exactly. No, I just like Penn and Teller. They do magic. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh, that's the guy from, uh, nope, nope, nope. I'm trying to look That's the guy from the show BS. I don't, uh, oh, yeah. Well, they're interesting. I don't like magic. I don't like magic shows because I like to know what's going on. That's odd. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh, that was a cool trick, but tell me how it's done now. I, I want to know now because that doesn't just happen. I'm fascinated by that, but that's why I don't like going to illusionists. Um, but I do want to do a magic show with the orchestra. That's uh, you know a magician performing with the orchestra as we're playing music in the background. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. But I feel like magicians have to speak, you know. And oh, they do, and they can unless oh. you get a mime. Oh, that, no. A mime. Mime are too, mimes are too close to clowns. We know how I feel about those. Yep. You, well, <laughs> not, not, not a fan. Well, Penn speaks, but Teller doesn't. Is it like Jay and about. Silent Bob? Is that where they got their act from? Or is that where Jay and Silent Bob they got were, their They act were from? way before Jay and Silent I don't Bob. Know I think Jay they've known each other Bobber. for like 50 years or something. You know, I, I have a fleeting suspicion if we got Penn and Teller to meet Micah that Teller would actually speak to Micah. Well, he does. He like he actually does speak in interviews. It's just during the act, he does. Mm. You know, he doesn't talk. Learn, learn something new. It's every kind of a character. Day. That's the brilliance of Nick Snacks. You'll never know what you're going to learn. <laughs> I have to give a shout out too. By the way, I know I'm all over the place, but Surf Pro of Greeley and uh, Windsor, um, their owner helped me to move a piano into my house. So now I have a piano in my home. It's about you time do? the CEO of a professional orchestra has a piano in his home. So uh, I'm, I think I'm going to start. There's this beautiful cover of um, "Running Up That Hill" from Kate Bush that we played on the Nerd Show a few weeks ago. Um, that's just stunning, and it's all piano. And I'm not a pianist. Let me not fool anybody. I might have a couple of music degrees, but it does not mean I can play the piano. I can guide anyone through a choir warm-up any day of the week, and I can probably play some scales. But when it comes down to actually like playing something on the piano, I can't. But I'm so excited to learn that Kate Bush. Oh, it's going to be so good. I used I to play be the piano. Party sensation. See, I got to have you over, Taylor. You're going to play the piano for me. I try. I I did lessons for years and years and years, and then I hated practicing. My mom made me practice, so I think I subconsciously forced myself to block it all out because now I I don't know how to play. I don't know. I wonder if you would have that opportunity and it would just come back to you. Maybe. Maybe. Or I would just sit there and look like an idiot. <laughs> so there was this uh, – we were at um, – I can't remember what, what – uh, resort works. I was like, I just want to play some blackjack, but a nice $5 table. I lost all $100 that day. But this guy comes up, cashes in 500 bucks. 
puts down ten dollars to play. Cool, plays ten dollars. I think that's what it was a ten dollar table. Um, wins, then puts everything on it again and busts. It was like you just played two hands and you lost five hundred dollars in less than fifteen seconds. It was the most like head scratching moment. I, I whatever. And so then I played one day and I liked I like blackjack. I was on fire that day. I turned a hundred bucks into four hundred and thirty. Did you end up losing it all though? No, I stopped when I was done with that. I'm proud I of you. Packed that up so I came out a little bit ahead in Vegas, which not a lot of people can say they do. I was gonna say most people don't know when to stop. I love blackjack and I'm getting pretty good at it. I gotta go out to Blackhawk pretty soon and see if those skills will last, but it was a good day. So much fun. This has been oh no, wait, we have one more segment. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Welcome back to Nick's Next, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Give us a like and a follow on Spotify, on iTunes. Please, I'd love to see those numbers go up. If you're listening and are voting for the best of NOCO, please write me in as the best local podcast in Northern Colorado. And uh, Taylor, have you hit your 50 yet? I think I'm like two away, two or three people away. So if you can vote for me, Taylor made legal services under legal. Um, that would be wonderful. And even if you don't need legal services, you never know what you're going to need. And actually, that was this not like a Vegas show. Yeah, I was, no. but, but you know. Well, so you heard that Taylor is two votes away from being included on the best of where the votes continue until like September. Mm-hmm. We'll have the gals from NOCO style on again at some point to see where we are with the updates. Um, it's just such a cool issue. You get to really check out. It's like that uh, the behind the scenes thing, you know, in Vegas. I mean, hopefully you're not paying for the votes, you know, and going out there. So best chips and salsas, not the Rio, even though they're delicious. But like, oh, my gosh, where is that hole in the wall place with the best tacos in Vegas. You know, that's the questions I want. So I love that this this comes out every year and you get a little inside scoop of the best of in all of northern Colorado. And I, <clears throat> this is going to be a plug for them, but I just really love the atmosphere when I go to some of their, you know, events, the NOCO Now style events or NOCO style events. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to my first one in a long time. Yes, uh, it's been years since I've been to a NOCO style event. You're going with me. I know. That's I'm why excited. I'm saying it's the first time I'm going in a long time. Uh, it'll be it'll be a fun time. NoCo Happy Hour on Thursday night. I mean, all the thirty under thirties. Yeah, even though we're not under thirty, we're gonna we're gonna you know crash their party. One of their uh, staff members was texting me over the weekend. Is like, how are you? Like, you're thirty four. I said yes. She goes, I could have sworn you were like twenty eight or twenty seven. I'm like, no. Otherwise, I would have would have been on that list. But I I. I earned my forty under forty at twenty nine. Nick, I could have I could have sworn you were over twenty nine. I am. Barely. I could have sworn you were forty. Nope. Not there yet. Wow, that's so savage, mean. Micah. I apologize. Uh we just trying to, to the, keep you level headed. He has an old soul. I do. Sometimes. Unless I'm in Vegas or <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> but you know what I'm learning is I love I love vacations. I'm actually I'm going starting to, to take them next week. Next week? I'll be thinking of you. All yeah. Right. Well, not too much because I'll be on vacation for a bachelorette party. But, well, that's fine. Uh, yeah, it'll be a blast, I'm sure. Um, but I, I've, I've realized that I have I have a lot of depression when I get back from a trip, and I was like, "What the heck's going on?" Um, 
and you know, I was written. That's very, very common, for, especially for people who don't go on vacations very often. Um, like the buildup is what's the exciting part. You know, you're getting excited, you're planning things out, you're just checking out, well, like you know, shows or what can we do, or just going out for experiences. Um, that halfway through vacation, you start worrying about going back to reality, going back to work, going back. Um, I'm learning now. There's always going to be work. Right. It took me seven years to figure this out in my professional life, but there's always going to be work. It's not going to stop. So what's the thing. point of taking two days to enjoy? I have this thing, but that's here's what you have to do. You have to plan tiny trips even. Say to like that and that's really, really helped me where I may not have the be- grandest like Vegas or Mexico trips, but even trips to like Estes Park or something for a day. That really helps. So I need a good overnight somewhere. Um, next week, I've been asked, and I'm really excited to talk about this. There won't be a new Nick Snacks next week because I'll be out of town. Um, but I've been asked to be a, a, a camp companion <gasps> for uh, the Community Grief Center in Greeley. They're partnering with another grief center in Fort Collins. And we're going up to Red Feather Lakes area um, for, for two nights. Um, and it's for teens who've had significant loss in their lives and are struggling with coping. Um, so they've asked some community leaders to serve as camp companions who could relate to to teenagers um it was i had to, I, I waited a few days before i accepted that because i wanted to make sure i could be okay with kind of taking that in the trauma from from these these kids who've lost I, I don't even know i haven't met them yet um but unimaginable loss is what they've experienced and i one am flattered and and really privileged to have been asked um but i wanted to make sure i could be okay absorbing all this right um, because that would not be fair to me or the kids especially um if i wouldn't able or if i weren't able to be a good companion exactly but that's amazing that you're going to do that and i think you're going to have such a wonderful time experiencing that i think i'm going to learn more from them than than i can even offer them like i'm so excited but also a little terrified by this um but i'll I'll share all that with uh for our next nick snacks in a few weeks um that's not really a vacation, for sure. It's definitely work. It's going to be away. And, and again, I've been going out of my comfort zone so much lately um, that I'm just, you know, grinning ear to ear with the memories I've created. And I like to write. After I take a trip, I like to write about the experiences. What did I really enjoy? What pushed me out of my comfort zone? Um, what would I do again? What wouldn't I do again? And just kind of what my feelings have been. And it's like I just brain dump. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And then to go back and reflect and like, wow, that had a really interesting impactful moment for me in my life i know what i'm going to get you next for next gift i have like a travel journal and i always try and get like a momentum and then write about it so like for you know you could get your um i don't know you can get a rock at red feather lake i don't know i'm not advocating stealing but or from vegas (laughs) (laughs) from vegas take a pothole cover that just bursted out from the flooding and the the raining exactly oh my gosh it was it was Oh, if you haven't been to Fremont Street, that was sensational. So much fun with with the lights, with the dome, with the with the with the all the shows that are taking place. I mean, very, Vegas is wow, unique. It's a lot. It is it it is a lot. It was a lot. Um, and we took the earliest flights we could, five thirty out of Denver, and then six o'clock out of Vegas. So we're up at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning after little sleep. Um, but oh my gosh, so much fun. I'm so glad you had such a good time. I feel like. You come back like so happy. I need I need a Nick Snacks after hours to really dig into what Vegas was like. No, <laughs> no it was, it that's was, the point of Vegas. Oh, exactly. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Exactly. But, oh my gosh, it was it was so much fun. Good. Uh, ten out of ten would do again. That's like I'm I'm trying to find like you said these couple day getaways because um, it's not that far and if you plan accordingly, you know I've got connections out there and can get really cheap hotels on the strip. I, like next time, I I don't know what I want where I want to stay next. Right. Um, I like the Cosmo was pretty dang cool. Um, 
I stayed at the Hard Bellagio. Rock. It's fun. Holy cow! The Bellagio was absolutely beautiful. They have an entire like garden in there that they fly in in plants and stuff every like couple of weeks and change that. My buddy was telling me, you know, it's cool to, to chat with a local there, um, but they'll have some high rollers coming and stuff, and they'll fly out private jets to San Francisco to pick up fish for their dinner. You know, they'll go out to Oregon and get some. Um, Fresh fish from, from the Pacific Northwest. They'll send people to Alaska for salmon. Like, this is the kind of money that people – like, it is unfathomable to me um, what what people spend and drop in Vegas and how they cater to their, you know, really wealthy patrons. That – I can't, yeah, that must be the life. And I was just in a T-shirt. And right. there's not many people in this community who have seen me in a T-shirt. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> You're always very um, put together. It's uh, well, well, I don't know about that, but uh, get, <laughs> from a from an appearance standpoint, absolutely, I always appear put together. But oh my gosh, that was a great trip. I'm, I'm so going. Happy for you. Oh my gosh! And <gasps> next month, Micah, how much time do we have left? Two minutes. I'm getting the peace sign. I can't wait. So uh, if I did already share this, I'm sorry. But next month, uh, no, this month, it's like 15 days. Oh going to San Francisco for a three day trip. Um, I was just there. I'll give you some pointers. Oh no, I already have it planned out. Oh, excuse me. Because Scott uh, Darth Monger from the Nerd Show earned six spots for a private catered lunch and a private wine tasting at Skywalker Vineyards, oh, which is owned there. by George Lucas. And then the next day, we get to go to Rancho Obi-Wan, which isn't even open to the public that day, which is the largest collection of Star Wars memorabilia in the world. I am just... You're going to geek I am, geek out. I am. I cannot wait. Like This is another impulsive trip, Nick. Like What are you doing? I cannot wait. That is going to be I, the trip of my life. I, I'm going to sound like a brat, but I've been to the Skywalker Ranch when I went... Um, to do wine tastings with some friends and it is once in a lifetime like you will absolutely just love it i mean and you're not as big of a star wars no fan as i'm I not, I'm not even <laughs> but close. even i knew it was cool oh my gosh how incredible i can't wait we can't wait to talk about it on i'm going to talk about it on nick snacks and the nerd show that's going to be a double whammy because i won't be able to stop <laughs> or i might just keep that to myself for my own heart filling experiences but oh my gosh this is a new era new era new nick new nick Traveling Nick. Wow. It's, you know, instead of Flat Stanley, it's a new Nick. You know? <laughs> take a picture take with, a with picture. Nick wherever. wherever. <laughs> Anyone want to go on any small trips? Um, I can be a life of a party. Um, so if you want to wrap me out for a weekend, I will bring... I don't know what I'll bring. I'll bring my winning attitude and the positivity and the energy that just doesn't stop, a.k.a. level 10 Nick. Don't forget, go vote for Taylor. Taylor made legal services, NOCO style uh, for best legal services. Nick Snacks for the best local podcast. And appreciate you tuning in today. Micah from Behind the Glass, Taylor and Nick. And this is our cutoff. Thanks for having me. 